This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome back for episode number 114 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and I'm very excited to welcome our next guest for the next four episodes. I know a couple weeks ago I'd said it was going to be Sandy Smith. We haven't been able to get our uh, recording schedule synced up just yet, so she's still planning to come on the show. But we have a surprise guest today, Martin Dasko, who's been on the show once before a while back. He and I were together at Podcast Movement, a podcasting conference that took place this year in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was my first trip out to Philly. I had a great time. Thanks for the great hospitality. I see why they call it the City of Brothers love people. They were very friendly. It was just a great place to be. I had a, a wonderful time. If you do make it to town, make sure to check out the Reading Market Terminal. I ate a ton of food there and it, it was all fantastic. It was great. Sorry we missed last week. I took a week off recovering from podcast movement, but we are back at it today with Martin. We recorded this one actually in our hotel room together with two handheld microphones, not over the internet, which is my usual. So if uh, if it sounds a little different than usual, hopefully it sounds better than usual. So we used my fancy recorder. We, it was a fun recording. And then next week, we'll have another one we recorded together in person. Uh, both of these two episodes this week and next week are focused on travel. Today, we'll talk about budget travel, how to afford to get to anywhere you want to go in the world. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about how to plan your dream trip. So make sure if you love to travel, you listen today and you listen to next week. And then we'll have two more after that again with Martin, because that's the new thing we're doing here, bringing on a friend for a whole month. And Martin is our friend this month in August. So I will stop talking now. We'll dive into our interview with Martin right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the man of the hour, Martin Dasko, the Latin lover himself. How you doing, Martin? I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Eric? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, man. So this is something I just want you listeners to know. This is one of the first podcasts I've ever recorded in person. Martin and I are both in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the Podcast Movement Conference. A couple nights ago, we were both up on stage hosting Ignite Podcast Movement. If you search for Ignite Podcast Movement on Google or YouTube, you'll find some fun videos of us. But today, we are not here to talk about that. You're not going to tell the listeners about how we're... We're sitting right next to each other in a hotel room. <laughs> oh, that's true. We are. We're you know, when we've done live recordings before. We've always been at the uh, expo hall table, so yeah. you get that background noise and that energy of the conference. But Martin and I are roommates for the conference, so we snuck up back to our room to have some peace and quiet. It's actually kind of funny. It's so I'll let you guys picture the situation we're recording in. The re- digital recorder sitting on the nightstand, and our room has two queen size beds. And Martin's sitting on one bed, and I'm sitting on the rolly chair next to the other. So it's a uh, it's a unique podcast recording studio, to say the least. <laughs> let's get started. Finally, how about that? Uh, let's do it. So, um, and speaking of travel, being in a hotel room today, we're talking about budget travel tips. And the first, as as, as we speak into a microphone in the Marriott, <laughs> <laughs> we got a group rate. We got a we got a discounted rate. So you know, we didn't pay full price. 
Awesome. And we got a free upgrade. Thanks to uh, thanks to my uh, Marriott Gold Elite status. Nobody asked, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about budget travel tips. So the first tip I wanted to talk about is using miles and points. You guys have heard me talk about it before. I have 14 credit cards open right now. I'm huge on getting those sign-up bonuses and maximizing the miles and points I can earn with spending on my credit cards. You can check out my post on travel hacking. We have that. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. But that is my number one tip. There's way too much to talk about in that area in this one episode um, for, for that point. But if you have the opportunity to get miles and points, earn as many as you can, and then when you use them to travel, you don't have to pay. So this trip for me, I flew from LAX to Chicago for, uh, for my cousin's wedding. That cost me $5.60 after miles and points. Then I did a one-way from Chicago to Philly. That one was another $5.60. That's the uh, TSA security tax. That's all I had to pay. And for the way home, um, there were actually not really any good miles and points options, so I paid for that one. It was a couple hundred dollars. But using those miles and points, I had a, a multi-destination trip that cost me about two hundred dollars for the flight, so that's a you know so much cheaper than it could have been if I'd done other one uh, you know just three one ways and paid cash. So that's number one. Number two, this one is something Martin has done. He's traveled all over the world, and he's a big fan of staying in creative accommodations. Yes, accommodations are usually the biggest expense on a trip. Like when you're planning a vacation, you you, you start uh, you know looking into the into the prices and things. Like you know you can find a, you can always find a reasonable pr uh, flight. Or you, can, you might decide to road trip it. But the one thing that kills you is, is like hotels and accommodations because you need somewhere to stay, right? And unfortunately, uh, you know, sleeping in your car isn't always an option, <laughs> especially <laughs> if it's not a road trip. So, yeah, I believe in creative accommodations. So, I actually saw an article the other day. Uh, there was a guy who traveled through Europe on Tinder. Wow. So, this is very creative, and I don't recommend this, especially if you're traveling with your wife and kids. You know, this might, <laughs> it might not work well. It might be tough to explain this one to the kids. But that has to be the most unique method. The guy he went on Tinder and he just tried to find like uh, like, like somebody to date. Like he wasn't like trying to get uh, like he wasn't trying to take advantage of anybody. He was just looking for like people to like make making friends and dating. And he he, he went around Europe. Like like that's amazing. That is so cool. That has to be the most creative. But but most of us will not will likely not do that. <laughs> so I'd say try to find a creative uh, way to way to uh, find accommodation. The first thing you can do is hostels. And I know that these have a negative reputation because people think hostel, dirty, but it's not, it's not that bad. Like you, you can find lots of good hostels. Like, you know, go to Hostel World or HostelBookers.com. And there's, there's a hostel for everybody. I've stayed in hostels that are like hotels, like half hotel, half hostel. Yeah, I've, I, uh, I've, from way back in college days, a couple times I stayed in those, like, when you picture a hostel in your head, like 20 bunk beds in a room. Yeah. I did that in Prague. It was actually super fun. I was in Prague by myself, uh, like right after the movie Hostel came out. Oh, really? My girlfriend at the time was freaking out that I was going to die. So of course, I followed some like random strangers I met to a party and like <laughs> in an abandoned firehouse. That's how it normally works on vacation. It was awesome, and that's the best thing about hostels <laughs> is that you make so many friends. So let's say I personally, I'm over the stage of staying in a room with eight people. Like I've, I've tried, I've done that whole hostel thing with with like eight nine people, and I don't like it anymore. So now. That you know, I've made more money, saved more money. I I still don't want to stay in an expensive hotel room. So what I'll try to do is get like a more private hostel room. 
because hostels offer like a private rooms or like semi-private rooms. I actually did that about three years ago. I took a trip uh, while my wife was pregnant. She'd never done like the hostel Europe thing before. That's like, probably the I best had. time to try it. Now when you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, well, this is like the last chance for you to stay in hostels and like still claim young person <laughs> before we have kids. <laughs> so in uh, so we were, stayed in hostels in uh, Madrid and Sevilla in Spain. Um, the one in Madrid we stayed in, we paid you know a little extra for the private room. You know, it was definitely a far reach from a hotel. Like we had a we actually had a private shower, but we had to walk out through a public hallway from our room to get to our shower. And you'd you know, push the button for the uh, water to come on and it like comes out scalding. <laughs> then after like 4 seconds it's freezing cold and then it just turns off and you have to keep pushing the button again. So hostels are you it, it yeah it's a far reach from the Marriott we're sitting in now but those memories and those experiences I mean I was paying $40 a night for that and if I'd gone up the road to the Marriott in in the same city in Madrid you know I would have been paying 3 4 500 a night that, and that's that's the key it's a it's a game changer I mean 20 40 compared to 400 that's that's a couple extra trips that's a couple extra nights you can stay on the road longer and yes it does get annoying staying in hostels like at times the positives are you make so many friends. Totally. Like I would just sit down in the lobby or whatever. Like the gen- there's always like a general like a hangout room. Or sometimes they even have a bar attached. Yeah, Those yeah they usually the do. Best. And you just make friends. Like those, those are some of my best friends on social media to this day. Like like five, six, seven years later. And if you really want to treat yourself, you could get a hotel room like on the last night or the first night. That's what we did on the Spain trip. We uh, so yes, we stayed in that like not super awesome hostel in Madrid. In Sevilla, we actually were in a hostel also. It was a lot nicer. We um, you know, scored better on checking the reviews and everything. So our, our private room had a private bath. It was a little more it was like 60 a night or something. Oh, wow. But that's still a bargain, $60 a night for the two of us. And it included breakfast and coffee and stuff like that. Um, and then the last place we stopped on the trip was Lisbon. And I uh, reached into the miles and points and we stayed at the super nice Sheridan in central Lisbon in a Look high floor room. So going from hostel to hostel to super nice hotel room makes you really appreciate that hotel room. And it was free because I used points to pay for it. That's awesome. And so let's say, let's say you don't, you don't want to do a hostel, which is, that's cool. You can also, you can try couch surfing. Have you heard of couch surfing, Eric? Yeah, I have a, I have a good friend. Uh, his name's Andrew, lives in Portland and he is a couch surfing advocate and he's couch surfed all over the world. He actually taught in uh, Hungary for a year. He was an English teacher and he couch surfed all over Europe. And he, uh, when he got home to Portland, he got a futon just for couch surfers to host. Yeah, I feel like you have to give back. So couch surfing is, is, is what it sounds like. It's, you're, you're, you're surfing couches. You're staying on people's couches. You can meet some of the coolest people. That's another like, huge benefit of it. You're meeting locals. So yeah, that's... yeah. I mean, one, th- one thing I have to bring up is if you're traveling alone, because usually when you want to plan an epic trip, which we'll talk about in another episode, you might end up going alone because it's tough to get someone to come with you. So when, when I went on my, uh, like, uh, when I started going on solo travels, I realized that uh, it gets boring being in a hotel room. Like, what are you going to do in a hotel room? It's just you by yourself. So couch surfing, you, you, you go on a site and they have, like, like they have groups and they have chats. You kind of talk about, you know, you tell them about yourself and they, they tell you about themselves. And you find a match and you can, you can make a deal like, you know, I'll stay at your place in exchange. I'll pick up the dinner tab or I'll do the, I'll do the dishes or I'll teach you a language or I won't be annoying or, or whatever. And you make some sort of a deal on this. It could be absolutely free. And it's so, super cool. And there's families that would just like to have tourists in. Like some families, they just want like uh, someone to stay with them. You know, they, they, they like that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to show off your culture and your city and your country. And there's lots of reviews. Like, don't worry if some guys like, you know, trying to like get you to do free labor, trying to trying to take advantage of the situation. They'll get exposed real fast. Yeah, those rating systems are key. Very key. And then also Airbnb is another one. Oh yeah, I did an Airbnb in London a couple years ago. Um, it was you know, way cheaper than a hotel. I was in the, one of the coolest areas, just a few minute walk from St. Paul's Cathedral. It was awesome. Yeah, I've been a host and I've stayed at Airbnbs. And so you're, st- you're pretty much staying in someone's apartment. Someone can rent out a room. They can rent out their whole place. And I like I like this option because like, if you're traveling with a friend, like, like when I was traveling with a buddy, like we wanted a kitchen. Like we wanted a place to like, like a hotel won't always have a kitchen. They won't always have a fridge or a microwave. So this sounds simple, but I mean, you want, you want to reheat that pizza sometimes at 2 in the morning, right? Hey, but speaking of kitchens, that's actually the next topic for, for this one is uh, saving money on food. You know, one of the easiest ways to blow through your budget after you've planned for your hotels and your, uh, your flights, your travel, you have to eat. I mean, you're doing that anywhere. If you go out to restaurants, just like you know, when you're at home, it costs a lot more than if you were to go to a grocery store and cook yourself. So if you're at a hostel or an Airbnb, you have access to a kitchen pretty much you know, 100% of the time in those situations. And if you, if you plan things out, like I remember one time I was in Paris with a friend and we made a picnic by the Eiffel Tower because that's what people do in Paris, right? Oh that was so gosh. much cheaper than going to yeah. you know, that expensive restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. Well, that's the thing. Like a Travel we used to, is always associated with luxury. And I'm not saying you have to slum it and you know sleep on the streets, but you don't need extreme luxury to have a fun trip. Like, I'll sometimes post a travel picture of me hanging out in Colombia, and people would be like, "Oh, they they responded with like, you know, passive aggressive comments like, oh, that looks like a dump.' Well, I mean, I can obviously we can all afford an expensive dinner, but how many of those can we afford? Right. Like, I would rather travel more and have more fun and like, eat cheaper food. Yeah. Like, and, and food is food. Like, like. I, I mean, for example, one thing I really love to do is look, go around uh, local markets, walk around. Like I remember in Thailand, we just we would just walk around, even in Peru, walk around, find a local market, and just and they usually have like a like a chair and a table you could sit down and eat right there. Like you don't have to eat in an expensive, fancy dinner to have a good meal, you know. Yeah, and you you I know you just went to Thailand recently. That is one place. You know, depending on where you travel, you can eat out really cheap oh i hate talking about it it's the worst it's, it's like because it's so amazing like you you walk around like in bangkok you walk around and you, there's people just setting up pad thai stands on the streets so you just grab a pad thai and it's like two dollars for dinner so you just sit there on a little stool and you have a two dollar pad thai and that's canadian two dollars so for us in the u.s that's like a dollar 75 like 10 cents <laughs> no, yeah and I, I don't know if I, I don't know if the conversion's accurate, but yeah, it's like, it feels like a couple bucks. So imagine that you're having dinner for a couple dollars. That's nothing. And it's the best Thai food you ever had, right? Well, I mean, it's comes straight from the source. It's I need to go food. to Thailand. The Thai on my list. I've yet to make. You have it there. to go. It's a very very interesting place. You can definitely find cheap accommodations and cheap food there. Yeah. So when you're looking for accommodations, you know, one big trick is to go off season, and that, that's yes. the next point we want to cover on this one. So. I actually that Europe trip I just mentioned where I went to Paris and had the picnic. I was in Paris on Thanksgiving here in the U.S., which my parents were a little disappointed, <laughs> and uh, my travel friends' parents were also disappointed. But I had Thanksgiving dinner in Paris, and you know that, that was a London Paris Amsterdam trip. And going in November, 
when I was able to, you know, I could take time off work whenever I, I was still in my day job days. But you choose when you, you know, take your vacation time, unlike people who have young kids who can only go during like winter break, summer vacation, time spring break. So if you can go when everyone else is not traveling, you'll save so much money. Like I did Europe in September. I did it off season. And, and that's the one thing I really like summer. So I just stay at home in the summer <laughs> and when you travel in the summer, like if you want to go away for Christmas, which is a nice treat to have, but it's not really necessary. Like, do you really have to be away for Christmas? Like, you could spend Christmas at home with your family. Well, if you live in Toronto, it's, it's kind of cold, so you might want to get away. But for it's Christmas. so expensive to leave. That's the exact <laughs> everyone's trying to leave. Like, I've always done my trips off season. I know it's it's less. Uh, it seems like it's going to be less fun, but it's not. Because oh, no. and also like you know, wrapping back to Paris again. You know, it's famous that if you go to like the Louvre on a at any day of the week during summer vacation you're gonna have to wait you know half hour an hour in line to just get in the door when you go in november or april those are the two times i've gone to uh, paris i've walked right in and then there's always going to be a party too that's one thing i want you guys to understand like i know a lot of people are stressed and probably like no i'm not telling you to go and be alone that's one thing that i hate when i when i when someone tells me not to do something because it's so touristy it's like well, I'm a tourist. Leave me alone. Of course, I'm going to do touristy things. I'm not. I'm not going to go sit somewhere by myself. That's why we went to the Liberty Bell the yeah. other day. Because called being a tourist for a reason. I'm in Pencil. I'm in Philadelphia. I'd never been to the Liberty Bell. Of course, I want to see the Liberty Bell. But, so don't get me wrong. You still get the same experience, but it's just less crowded. So like, there'll be less people, but you get to meet actual locals or actually real people that live there instead of another tourist that could be from the same part of the world as you. And for the partying travelers like Martin. Um, outside of like Ibiza that shuts down in the winter, most parts of the world, the parties, the bars, the nightclubs, they're open Friday and Saturday night regardless of if there are tourists. Yes, they never stop. So don't, don't feel too bad if you go off season. It's a great way to meet the locals. Exactly. And locals could show you around. Uh, so last thing we want to cover on this one is planning your activities ahead of time. You know, One thing that the most expensive activities that come to mind to me, if you have ever taken a cruise, like a Caribbean cruise or something like that, if you don't plan any of your excursions or activities ahead, you get on the ship and you go to this excursion desk where there's awesome like South African people or something that are, that are helping you. That was, I love the international cruise on cruise ships. Uh, but you, you work with them and they have like the most incredible vetted tours. You're definitely going to get the best quality. Uh, if you, you don't have to worry about quality if you book through your cruise ship. But if you book ahead of time and plan out what you want to do on each of the the you know, off the boat days, you can find local tour guides and book directly through them online. There's sites like Cruise Critic or TripAdvisor. A TripAdvisor is huge for um, travel activities and reviews. And you can find often the exact same trip that the people on the cruise paid like $200 to do for half the price. We did that in Alaska with my mom. Uh, we got off in it was Skagway or Ketchikan, one of those cities. And I, I did a, a, a trip with just me and my mom. It was super fun when I was in grad school. And we looked at doing one of the big excursions where they take you up in a boat or in a plane, a seaplane, and you land in the fjords and, and get to see all, the, all that majestic beauty of Alaska. But we're like, oh, it's $200. And my mom, you know, she didn't want to spring for it. So we got off the boat. And there was a pilot just standing there next to his next to his plane, and we nego my mom negotiated with him, and he had two seats left, and he let us on for like forty dollars each instead of the two hundred dollars that everyone else probably paid that was on that plane. 
That's amazing. You know, one thing that I really like to do is like the free stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like when I get to a new city, I really want to see what's going on and like explore. So I'll always search up, like I'd say Buenos Aires or Philadelphia. I'll type in bike tour or walking tour. Most cities will have a bike tour and a walking tour, or both. And you, and you could and you could try these, and you meet a you meet a local expert, and they'll show you around, and they give you the history of the area. And it's it's a lot of fun because you guys all become like best friends. You're biking around town, you're checking out the coffee shops, checking out the bars, checking stuff out, and it's it's usually free or a few dollars. Like you don't have to do a helicopter ride or yeah. something crazy all the time. <laughs> and you could stay on land and still and still find some fun activities to do. Like one of my favorite things that's often free is art museums you know in in the u.s a lot most museums charge admission outside of like the smithsonian and washington dc but if you're an international traveler there's a lot of national galleries or national art museums that you can go in without paying a penny it's like the uh the british national gallery actually most of the museums in england i went in the museum of london uh the national gallery at trafalgar square uh the tate modern the tate all these museums in london are free you don't have to pay a cent. So, yeah, like if you're in Paris, yeah, you're going to have to pay to go in the Louvre or the Musée d'Orsay. But in London, you can do all that, see some of the best art in the world without paying a dollar. It's incredible. Yeah, experiences don't have to cost you a fortune, you know. And if, it's, if you don't have, if you're, if you're want to go on a really tight budget, you can just find your own fun, you know, walk around, try to make some, make some, meet some friends or, or use your couch surfing host and take them out and just go exploring. Uh, yesterday, you know, Martin, you uh, had went over to the Philadelphia Library and had a Rocky moment and ran up the steps and did the uh, yeah, thing I, like I, in the movie. I, I walked. I mean, <laughs> I know you, you can't keep up with Rocky's stamina. No, I can't. <laughs> Way faster than him. But like that, <laughs> you know, that's just like seeing a famous spot. It, it didn't cost anything. It, it was it was a fun thing. And it's fun just to walk around, you know. It's, yeah, taking the city and the culture. Yeah, exploring is the best form of, advent- of adventure, at least for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's awesome. So that is all we have for today's show. Um, As you know, we're doing this new format. So Martin will be back another three episodes. So stay tuned. Next time, we're going to talk about planning your dream trip. So now we've gone from the budget planning trips. We're going to up it and get that, like, knock one off the bucket list next time. So we will talk to you then. Thanks so much, Martin. Let's do this. There is another one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can check out show notes at personalprofitability.com slash blog. You can find all the latest episodes there or just go to personalprofitability.com slash episode 114 to get today's show notes. Thanks, Martin, for hanging out with me. Again, listeners, he will be back for the next three weeks in a row. So I hope you really enjoyed Martin. If you couldn't tell, we're really good friends. We go way back to the very first FinCon in 2011. We've been in a mastermind group together. He's just a great guy. I'm so excited to see all the success that he has had recently. And it's fun to see us are both growing together. We've come a long way. So it's fun to you know, to have him as a guest here on the show. And, and it's been just a great value to me to really reconnect and have these deep conversations with people who really know their money stuff. So we will talk to you next week. Thanks for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. 